From the nation's capital, here is tonight's Nations Report. It's Monday, January 9th, 2023. Here's a look at today's headlines. Chief Justice extended until 2026. Study launched on TCI's Queen Kong sustainability. Drug bust in Portland, Jamaica involving women and minors. Japan to assist Haiti in cholera outbreak. Internationally, Kevin McCarthy is U.S. House Speaker. And in sports, former tennis champion withdraws from the Australian Open. We'll also take a look at your weather forecast. Join me for those stories and more. I'm Soya Fassler. And now, here is tonight's news. Thank you for joining us today and welcome to our listeners. I hope you all had a wonderful weekend. His Excellency the Governor Nigel Dakin has accepted the Judicial Service Commission's recommendation to extend her ladyship Chief Justice Mabel Adjamang's contract until March of 2026. The governor said he was very pleased to accept the Judicial Service Commission's recommendation given the zeal exhibited by the Chief Justice and the changes she has made to better the judicial system of the Turks and Caicos Islands. As part of her successes, she helped lead the way with virtual trials during the COVID-19 pandemic. She established a mediation center and associated rules. There is now a restorative justice program and a new judicial and legal education institute and civil procedure rules that will help to modernize the courts. Just last week, a contract was signed by the Chief Justice to deliver electronic filing, and the Chief Justice's website provides new resources, which includes practice directions. She also chairs the monthly criminal justice stakeholder group that allows all those who lead in the justice sector to come together to solve short challenges. Her biggest task, and one which she would like to see through completion, was after the death of Judge Paul Harrison, her ladyship chose to take on the most complex trial in TCI's history, the SIPT investigation. And this past weekend, news outlets across the TCI received reports that four staff members of Sunny Foods in Grand Turk are being held for questioning in relation to a major theft ring which was uncovered. Whilst police are investigating the matter with those four employees, it is stated that more members of staff are to be questioned about their involvement in the matter. The store did not close operations over the weekend and remains open to the residents of Grand Turk. This is a developing story and we will continue to follow and bring you updates once received. Now the Department of Fisheries and Marine Resource Management under the Ministry of Tourism, Environment, Fisheries and Marine Affairs, Culture and Heritage, Agriculture and Religious Affairs, in collaboration with consultants from the Joint Nature Conservation Committee, or JNCC, which is based in the United Kingdom, held a press conference on Friday morning to introduce the Queen Conch Project, called Sustaining Queen Conch Fisheries and Livelihoods in Turks and Caicos Islands. The aim is to collect essential new data on the Queen Conch fishery, ensuring that future international trade is at sustainable levels, which meets the requirements of the site's convention, Convention in International Trade in Endangered Species, while also sustaining food security in the TCI. 
Queen conch is the second most economically important commercial fishery in the Turks and Caicos Islands, supporting a large export trade and significant domestic consumption by both locals and visitors alike. However, the fishery throughout the Caribbean region, which previously provided a reliable and plentiful foods resource, is in decline. The sustainability of the fishery is threatened, and without a comprehensive stock assessment for the species, the region, and TCI specifically, could face complications for trade. We do have a closed season for conch export in the TCI, which is from July 15th through October 15th. Therefore, TCI government departments, fisheries and marine resources management, the Department of Environment and Coastal Resources, in partnership with the JNCC, Marine Conservation Society and Wild Conscience, secured project funding from the European Union in May 2022 under the Resimbid Resilience, Sustainable Energy and Marine Biodiversity Program. This project has had many successes in the first six months. In June 2022, staff from the JNCC and Wild Conscience visited the Turks and Caicos Islands with the key aim to kickstart the project and deliver training in underwater visual survey techniques. As a result, the Turks and Caicos Islands government survey staff are now trained in the use of a third video array for Kong surveys in deep waters and in the use of an underwater drone. A survey method comparison study of the two novel survey techniques has also been completed and it's almost ready to publish as a result. These achievements are aiding ongoing data collection for the upcoming stock assessment and will inform other interested parties in the region on suitable survey techniques for their own Kong surveys. At the beginning of this project, dive surveys were also able to commence straight away in the Turks and Caicos Islands with funds providing essential resources for both fuel and equipment, adding to the data availability to complete a comprehensive stock assessment and later stages of this project. Additionally, the extent of domestic and tourist consumption is also poorly understood and underreporting, which makes it impossible to optimize fisheries production in a sustainable manner, causing economic losses to the sector. This project will address these critical data gaps and provide new independent information which can be utilized to mitigate the risk of over-harvesting of the species. There is an online survey which has been released and is available for completion until January 20th. Over 300 surveys have been completed so far which will provide excellent data on the extent of queen conch consumption in TCI. This 18-month-long project is urgently needed to better understand the status of the Queen Kong population in TCI and inform future management decisions by completing new conch abundance surveys, assessing domestic and tourist consumption, capacity building within TCI government departments, and producing a site's non-detriment finding to determine sustainable trade levels. The survey can be completed at www.smartsurvey.co.uk forward slash s forward slash TCI Queen Conch. 
And just a reminder to those of you listening, some of your hottest shows on the nation station have returned after Christmas break. For example, this morning, the iconic Robert Hall was back with Expressions, airing on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Then your favorite duo, Cheryl Ann Foreman and Shivago Jolly, resume first edition on Tuesday and Thursday mornings. And Drek will see more comes back to the airwaves with Financially Speaking on Tuesday. That brings us to the end of our local news segment. Regional news is up next. Let's take a look at what's going on with our neighbors. A police team from the Portland Division in Jamaica seized approximately 600 pounds of compressed marijuana during an operation in the parish on Saturday, January 7th. Thirteen people, including six women and two minors, were taken into custody in relation to the seizure. Reports state that around 9 a.m., law enforcement officials were in the area when they signaled for the driver of an Isuzu motor truck carrying 12 passengers to stop. The driver complied and the vehicle was searched under the Dangerous Drugs Act. During that search, 600 pounds of compressed marijuana was found in the vehicle. All persons in the vehicle, including the driver, were subsequently taken into custody. Their identities are being withheld pending further investigation by the police. The illicit drug has an estimated street value of $3.3 million. And the government of Japan has granted the French-speaking CARICOM nation Haiti with an emergency aid of $3 million in response to the ongoing cholera outbreak. The financial aid will be delivered through the United Nations Children's Fund, UNICEF, the World Food Programme, and the International Federation of Red Cross and Red Crescent Societies. This emergency grant aid will allow implementing humanitarian assistance in the areas of health, water and sanitation, and food within the country of Haiti. After more than three years with no reported cases of cholera, on October 2, 2022, the national authorities reported two confirmed cases of cholera in the greater Port-au-Prince area. To date, Haiti has recorded 452 deaths, 1,550 confirmed cases, and 22.6 suspected cases of cholera. And two subway trains collided between two stations Saturday in Mexico City, killing at least one person and injuring over 50 more. The accident happened on Line 3 of the capital's metro system without specifying the cause of the crash between the Portrero and La Raza stations. One woman was killed and 57 people injured who were taken to several hospitals. Four people were trapped in the wreckage for a time, including one train driver who was reported to be in serious condition. Dozens of police and soldiers swarmed into the nearby subway stations, while ambulances and rescue teams arrived to treat the injured. Passengers were crying and screaming for help while laying on the floor of the trains. 
The power shut off in the subway station and smoke was released in the air from the collided trains. In May 2021, an elevated section of the subway system collapsed, causing 26 deaths and injuring nearly 100 people. An investigation blamed the structural failure on deficiencies in the construction process, and 10 former officials were charged with homicide, injury, and damage to property. The Mexico City subway system has 141 miles of track and 195 stations. It serves an average of 4.6 million passengers every day. And Arajet, the low-cost airline carrier from the Dominican Republic, has been granted permission from its aviation authority to include Port of Spain, Trinidad, Barbados, Belize, and Guyana among its new routes. The Dominican Civil Aviation Authority announced that they approved the request of Arajet Airlines to include routes connecting Santo Domingo with Sao Paulo, Rio de Janeiro, Bridgetown, Port of Spain, and Georgetown as of March 2023. Arajet officially launched operations in the Caribbean skies in September of 2022 with flights to Barranquilla and Cali in Colombia, Aruba, and San Salvador. The airline added Jamaica to its routes in November of 2022. In the next five years, Arajet plans to transport more than 7 million passengers, generating more than 4,000 direct and close to 40,000 indirect jobs within the region. That wraps up the happenings around the region. International News is next. Let's take a look at what's going on around the world. After a stunning turn of events Friday night, which forced a 15th ballot in the race for House Speaker, Representative Kevin McCarthy, the Republican leader, finally secured enough votes shortly after midnight to become Speaker of the House. His victory followed four days of voting and persistent negotiations with far-right members of the Republican conference who kept a win at bay until the 15th round of voting. The selection of a speaker finally paved the way for those elected back in November to take their oaths of office and the House to organize. The chamber was set to vote today, Monday, to adopt a rules package governing the 118th Congress, which includes some of the concessions made by McCarthy in talks with conservative holdouts. The 15th ballot proved to seal the win for McCarthy, who has risen through the ranks of GOP leadership and led the conference as minority leader during the past four years of Democratic House control. The race made history, requiring the most ballots in more than 150 years to successfully elect a speaker. McCarthy succeeds Nancy Pelosi, who served as speaker twice in 2007 and 2019. McCarthy won Speaker of the House 216 to 212 votes. 
and Indian police have arrested an unruly airline passenger following a complaint by a woman aboard an Air India flight from New York that he urinated on her in business class. Shankar Mishra was picked up by police in the southern city of Bengaluru and brought to the Indian capital on Saturday. The Times of India newspaper cited Mishra as saying that he was drunk and could not believe what he had done. A New Delhi court sent him to prison for 14 days as police investigate the complaint, accusing Mishra of outraging the modesty of a woman during the New York to New Delhi flight. If convicted, he faces up to three years in prison. Mishra's job as a Mumbai-based executive has been terminated by his employer, Wells Fargo & Company, an American multinational financial services firm. And at least 40 people were killed and dozens injured in a bus crash in central Senegal. The tragic road accident happened in Nivi village in the Kafrine region at about 3.30 a.m. The country's officials declared three days of mourning starting Monday and said they will hold an interministerial council to discuss road safety measures. The crash happened on National Road No. 1 when a public bus punctured a tire and veered across the road colliding with another bus coming from the opposite direction. At least 78 people are injured, some of them in serious condition. Motor accidents happen regularly in the West African nation due to poor roads, bad cars and drivers not adhering to the rules. In 2017, at least 25 people were killed when two buses also crashed. Many of those people were heading toward the central town of Tuba for the annual Muslim pilgrimage. And at least four people were killed Sunday when an apartment building collapsed in southern Egypt. Building collapses are common in the country where poor quality construction and a lack of maintenance are widespread in shanty towns, poor city neighborhoods, and rural areas. Rescue teams recovered four bodies from under the rubble of a five-story building. Rescuers also recovered two survivors who were taken to a local hospital. Authorities had evacuated surrounding apartment buildings and dispatched bulldozers and other equipment to clear and secure the site. The government has tried to crack down on illegal building in recent years after decades of lax enforcement. Authorities are also building new cities and neighborhoods to rehouse those living in at-risk areas. However, many Egyptian cities still contain entire neighborhoods of unlicensed apartment blocks and shantytowns that just don't follow building codes and regulations. That's it for International News Sports is up next. Two-time tennis champion Naomi Osaka has pulled out of the Australian Open. Former world number one Osaka was not listed to play in warm-up tournaments in Adelaide or Hobart, raising speculation about her participation in the first Grand Slam of the year. The 25-year-old tennis player took some time away from competitive tennis and made several highly publicized disclosures about her struggles with mental health following an incident in August 2021 where she was visibly stressed and emotional while addressing the media during an obligatory news conference at Roland Garros. 
Osaka subsequently pulled out of the French Open that year and revealed that she had suffered long bouts of depression since winning her first major championship in 2018. Osaka's most recent season has been marred by injury and illness. She withdrew from the Melbourne Somerset One tournament January 2022 with an abdominal injury and pulled out of Tokyo's Pan Pacific Open in September 2022 due to illness. She also missed the entire grass court season due to an Achilles injury and withdrew from her opening match of the Canadian Open with a back injury. Osaka joins a list of notable absentees from the Australia Open, which begins on January 16th. Men's world number one Carlos Alcaraz is out with a leg injury. The tournament would have been the 19-year-old's first Grand Slam since winning the 2022 U.S. Open in September and becoming the youngest world number one in the history of men's tennis. Wildcard Venus Williams has also withdrawn from the women's singles due to an injury. The Australian Open is set to begin on January 16th and ends on January 30th, 2023. And Italian football great Gianluca Vialli has died at the age of 58 after a battle with pancreatic cancer. Vialli announced in December that he was stepping away from his role with the Italian National Federation for health reasons after consultation with his oncologists. He had publicly struggled with cancer for years. He first announced that he'd been treated in 2018, however another stunt with the disease swiftly followed in 2019 before his former team Chelsea announced he'd been given the all-clear in 2020. Last year, the former footballer announced the disease had returned. Viali played for Italian clubs Sampdoria and Juventus and English Premier League team Chelsea and earned 59 caps for Italy. He was part of the Italian side, which finished in third place at the 1990 World Cup. Following brief managerial stints at Chelsea and Watford, Vialli was part of the backroom staff for the Italian national side, alongside his former Sampdoria teammate Roberto Mancini, and together they won Euro 2020. Having started his club career at Cremonese in 1980 in Italy's lower leagues, Vialli got his big break in 1984 when he joined Sampdoria. Together with Mancini, they earned the nickname the Gold Twins. The two forwards ushered in the club's most successful period in its history. Vialli finished as top scorer for the Sampdoria side, which won their first ever Series A title in 1991, also winning the Italian Cup three times and finishing runner-up in the European Cup in 1992 to Barcelona. He then moved to Italian Juventus in 1992 for what was then a world record fee of $14.57 million. He left for Chelsea in 1996, winning the FA Cup in his first season in England before being appointed player-manager in the following season. Vialli retired from professional football in 1999 to focus on his role as a full-time manager. As a manager at Chelsea, he won the FA Cup and the League Cup before being fired in 2000. A brief stint as Watford manager followed before he spent many years as a football pundit and analyst. In 2018, Vialli revealed he struggled with pancreatic cancer. In 2020, he was given the all-clear following a 17-month battle with pancreatic cancer, according to an announcement from his former team Chelsea. In 2021, he said that he was battling the cancer once again after it had returned, stepping away from his role with the Italian National Federation in December 2022, 
upon the advice from his medical experts. That brings us to the end of sports, but before we go, let's take a look at our weather forecast. Mixed clouds and sun, overcast skies with scattered thunderstorms, highs of 79 degrees and lows of 73. Winds are coming from the east-southeast at 5 to 10 miles per hour. A 50% chance of rain is expected. Humidity levels remain around 85%. That completes our weather forecast and today's newscast. Recapping the news for today, Chief Justice extended until 2026. Study launched on TCI's Queen Kong Sustainability. Drug bust in Portland, Jamaica involving women and minors. Japan to assist Haiti in cholera outbreak. Kevin McCarthy is U.S. House Speaker. And in sports, former tennis champion withdraws from Australian Open. Thank you all so much for joining me here on RTC 89.1 FM for today's newscast. If you'd like to read more stories or if you missed today's presentation, you can visit our website at www.rtc89fm.com or download the RTC app in the Google Play Store for the news or to listen to our podcast. If you see news in the making or would like us to follow a story, please email us at news at rtc89fm.com. I am Soya Fassler. Join us again tomorrow evening at 6 p.m. for another edition of The Nation's Report.